Thank you. Are we going? Is it working? Mm -hmm. And can you check if or somebody check if I'm upside down or something? Because I'm nervous about the. Uh, I mean, on if anybody has access to oh, Facebook or something to see. It's doing weird things. <laughs> it has happened. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm right side up. Okay, good, good. That's a different talk. Mom. Do you have my hot beverage? Thank you. Thank you. Can't hear you though. Can't hear me. Hmm. Wait, wait, oh. Devye Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindebyo Sarva Lokaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarva Dharma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Majamam Ashmarachara Prayantam Bande Gurum Paramparam Om Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Reva Param Brahmantasmai Sri Guru Venamaha Sri Ganesha, Sharada Guru Bhyonama, Hariyo, Sri Krishna, Jyayama. So last week we covered all kinds of cool secret tantra topics <laughs> and it didn't get recorded or projected. And I, I don't think I have it, I'm not going to give the same talk again. <laughs> Although, so what I'll do instead, the part there's, a, we went through the holy, the core of it, I mean we talked about a lot of broad uh, important topics on worship of the Divine Mother and Sri Ramakrishna. And as we go, the next section after tonight, we'll start on the actual mantras for Kali Puja and the Dhyan mantras like that. So I think some of those details about the worship of the Divine Mother, we can, we'll try to, I think they're important to catch and record them. So we'll fold them in. But as to not lose, so last week we also did, the, uh, we went through the Holy Mother mantras. And so I'll just go through those again in a simple way, not with all the an hour and a half of commentary, but uh, so that they're recorded and people that stop missing as part of the series, because it's been a like 18 part series or something so far. I don't want to miss anything. Um, and so we, we start a couple weeks. Last time we gave classes uh, last month before uh, Navaratri, we did uh, uh, as part of the uh, most people don't know. People don't know we're going through the uh, uh, these. This is a series of classes on the Kali Puja. Tradition of Kali Puja. Can I get the small book also? The, the small Kali Puja book? Thank you. 
And originally, somebody wrote me online saying, oh, we're watching your pujas online, and it'd be nice if we knew what you were doing, so we could enjoy, if you, can you give a, to- a talk on Kali Puja? I said, sure, we'll do, we'll, we'll, on Saturday we'll give a talk on Kali Puja. <laughs> it's been many months now, so but people seem to be enjoying the topic. So we're going to the Kali. So the in the we have a small book, simple Kali Puja that has a very just form all the some of these mantras, and then built around that you can there's a larger puja which is not his our very clean version you know we're always joking the next fire storm we just dip it in ghee and <laughs> it sounds already three D ghee stains and everything but uh, uh, we're working on a new uh, cleaner version with Rishi's help. Uh, and updating the mantras and correcting all the diacriticals of the larger of the Fokali Puja, hopefully be available to those who are interested one of these days. Uh, so we're, I'm describing kind of the larger principles, although the core of everything I'm describing in a, in a simple way is also done in the smaller, simple Puja. And so we've gone through all these prep, all the prep, purification, the preparation, preliminary worship, worship of the sun, worship of the seat, a consecration of the body, consecration of the alphabet, pure, I mean, uh, protection from evil spirit, I mean, every possible thing. It's it's a simple, it's a puja, we say, oh, it's a simple Kali, we do a very simple puja here. But it's actually not that simple. Everything is built in, the tantra is a complicated system, or a multifaceted system. So finally, we're getting almost to actually worshipping Kali. And we joke, you know, we did, we've, uh, we've been, like, uh, giving talks on the Bhagavatam for 11 years. Or nine years, and only last year we mentioned Krishna, because we finally mentioned Krishna. <laughs> so it's like it's, it's a lot of other topics before you get to Krishna Lila, right? So similarly, we've been talking now 14, 15, 16 sessions on Kali Puja, and we almost haven't mentioned Kali. So maybe today we'll get to the first month that mentions Kali, perhaps. If next, if not next week, for sure. Uh, so like it's, it's a lot to it kind of it culminates with the worship of the main deity you're worshiping. And so before we did that, we mentioned we in our tradition we worship Sri Ramakrishna and Holy Mother, or a more extension along with worship Sri Ramakrishna, Sri Ramakrishna, Holy Mother, and Swami Vivekananda. Um, actually, for many years, um, on the shri- on, on the we had before the statue of Sri Ramakrishna came, and before we did the extension when the when the temple was this big, on the on the lower part there was this picture of Kali of Ma Baba Trini in the center, and then Sri Ramakrishna and Holy Mother two photographs. That's how we worshipped for many many years. Right, and then when we did the extension, we there was a, you know, like we, we decided to we had this other picture on the wall of Sri Ramakrishna, he was in the center, and then we added some of Vivekananda, kind of a, the the we mentioned last week. This is the, what is it we called it the. Holy trio. Holy trio. Holy trio. That's right. In the Ramakrishna tradition, they have they have their own. Love. Actually, I think it's fairly new. I started hearing some um, Gokulananda of wonderful wonderful uh, uh, sadhu who used to run the Vedanta, the Ramakrishna Mission ashram in Delhi. He was an extremely uh, loving mother type character. I think he had a small book on the Holy Trio. That's the first time I saw it. Maybe it was already there before. But since then it's become the very, that's what they call you know, the Holy Trio, Sri Ramakrishna and Vivekananda. <coughs> before it was a Holy Duo, Ramakrishna and Holy Mother. <laughs> like uh, <clears throat> so um, so so uh, as part of our puja, we worship we we worship Sri Ramakrishna, and the standard way we do the Dhyan mantra, meditating on the the, the rupa, the according to the sloka that describes Sri Ramakrishna, 
meditating on the heart, then we do offer a five-item worship of um, uh, perfume, flower, leaves, fragrance, uh, 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 incense, light, and food. This is a, called uh, five leaves and flowers are one offering. These are the five items. Or you can do a 10-item worship or 16-item worship or a 32-item worship or a 64-item worship. Okay, but so that's and then we do a, uh, the pranam mantra, the mantras and salutation. That's how we've been done to all the different deities: Ganesha, Surya, Narayan, Shiva, Durga. We've gone through. You do the Dhyan mantra, the five item worship, and pranam mantra. So we've already recorded and we've gone through line by line the Ramakrishna mantra, puja. And so last week we did the Holy Mother, but I'll do it again since we didn't record it. Holding flower and Kurma Mura. Om Dhyaya Chitta Sarojastam Sukha Sishnum Kripa Shish Sorry, Sukhasinam Kripamayim Prasanam Bharadam Devim Dvi Bhujam Stirulochanam We meditate Dhyaya Chitta We meditate Dhyaya means meditate and Chitta with our consciousness So this is this idea of Chitta We've been talking about this amongst the devotees here that actually that when we say like, we have a full house today. <laughs> Unusual. We um, um <clears throat> in the Western, generally in Western language, we have we have the mind, right? So we have we have the body and we have the mind, right? And but in in the uh, Indian conception psychology, the mind is not one thing. What we call mind is actually made of many things. A simple way to say that it's. Are we doing out there? Full. <laughs> mind. Uh, it's a uh, manas, chitta, buddhi, ahamkara. All these go together, which sometimes they're joined together, called the antakarana, the internal organ, right? And so we have so like manas, chitta, uh, uh, um, buddhi, and ahamkara. In, in in our normal world, that's just like our mind, right? But we can, if you analyze and pull it apart, it means something slightly different. So manas is the closest thing we get to the word. I mean, we get the word mind from it. So it's a cognate word, and and buddhi is intelligence. And so what's a buddhi? A buddhi is the buddhi. We say, oh, he's very intelligent, or it's the intellect. But it's something very specific. It's like that when when things are presented in the mind, that which judges them, accepts them or rejects them. You know that that the the the, the accepting and rejecting faculty, that uh, discriminating fact, is called buddhi. Uh, uh, and then uh, uh, amkara is the I sense, ego, the sense of, of uh, personal existence, the sense of I-ness, of identity. And chitta, I think the common book they say like mind stuff. <laughs> like we don't have like mind, st- you know, your, how's your mind stuff today? You know, we don't, that's not a thing we'd say, you know. Memory. Mem- memory, yeah, it's memory. Interesting. Memory is kind of a, it's a nestled within these things. So chitta is, is it's the stuff that the, that 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 the mind is made out of. <laughs> so like if you think of like uh, if you it's not just memory. It's if you like think of a cow. Something else. Today's a good day to think of cows. Let's think of a cow. You know, it's considered auspicious to think of a cow. If you think of a cow and you visualize a cow, so you can see a cow. Where where is the cow? The cow's you're not actually seeing a real cow. What are you seeing? When you close your eyes or visualize a cow or imagine a cow, or when you actually see a cow, you're not actually seeing a cow, right? You you have you have some 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 uh, light 
uh, some for external form and light is is projected on uh, is projected on the retina on the upside down the back of your eyeballs and your brain your, your neurology turns it over and and projects it where are you seeing it it's reflected in the back of your eyes but then your 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 it's it's really projected right side up in your brain somewhere you know it's like somewhere in your consciousness right what is it that takes the form what takes the form it's when your mind takes the form of the cow, whether you're imagining it or actually theoretically seeing it, right? It's the chitta taking that form, right? So your chitta takes the form of what you think, so right? Could you say it's condensed consciousness, or you could? That's yeah. We can if you think of it that way. That's a, that's a that's a good. Yeah, it's 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 um yeah it it, it uh, sami. Shivatmananda from the Chinmaya Mission, where he gave that beautiful talk on the, was it? Uh, Minakshi Panchakam, right? Minakshi Panchakam, right? Right. Um, and he years ago, he he gave it. He he after ten years, he gave part two of a talk he gave ten years ago. Like he never finished it, right? And I remember I brought it up and asked him, please continue talking, because that's something he said. I remember from ten years ago. He says when you when you when you meditate on the Dhyan Mantra. What are you doing? You're, you're by holding the image in your mind. He described it like a like a mental tattoo, right? You're tattooing the image on the consciousness. Your conscious is taking that form. Whatever you think, the conscious takes that form, right? Takes that shape, right? Visualize any anything experience like that. So that's happening all the time. We're thinking all the time. We're visualizing. We're we're imagining, seeing, and perceiving, and experiencing all the time. Things, actual existing things, or imagined things or non-existing things, all kinds of things we're experiencing, right? But they're not liberating, right? And so <laughs> Dhyan Mantas will say, like at the end of the Kali Mantra, which we, well, I'll tell you, give you a cheat, I'm cheating, I'm jumping way ahead to the Kali Dhyan Mantra. Evam sam chitayit kalim, one who, con- who contemplates this way or one whose chitta takes that form, Dharma Kama Artha Siddhinam attains uh, uh, righteousness, enjoyment, wealth, and spiritual perfection. Right. So, like, we think all kinds of stuff, and we don't attain righteousness, wealth, the four goals of life, or liberation, or, or, or uh, uh, residence in Vaikuntha. Even mantras say, one who meditates all the time like this attains the form of Shiva, or attains attains a, a, a place in, in heaven, or liberates from birth and death, or liberates their ancestors ten generations, or something like that. We think, and all it does is just traps us in our, in our mind, right? In a world, a, a, a false created world projected in the back of our cort- cortex. You know, these things. Lap. Also known as the chitta, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Within our language, you know. Now, this is, I mean, if we, there's not a chance to go a talk on, on Sankhya psychology. <laughs> Which is what because then we can we can pull these apart more, but the but the simple thing is that chitta is the faculty is a part of the, the part of the mind if you it, it's but the thing is it's it's related to our brain but the mind is not exactly the brain right and the chitta is not exactly the mind also it's something it's related we in 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 it's considered uh, um, a, a it's considered a, a, an element but a subtle element. So we have the five gross elements, earth, fire, water, air, and ether, that go to make up the physical experience of the world. And then we have three or four mental elements, or subtle elements. And the Gita actually says, uh, uh, earth, fire, water, ether, mind, 
intellect and and and, and uh, eye sense, ego sense, right? Uh, and manas combining manas and chitta in one in this particular term. And so these are three subtle elements, right? So they're 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 elements. But in other words, they're, they're, the point is that they're not us. They're tools. They're they're they're, they're uh, sense. Uh, they're elements and tools. But <clears throat> so here is a dhyaya chitta sarojastam. One should meditate. When we say one should meditate upon Holy Mother or on Kali or Krishna, whatever the form being meditated on, and it's nice to think of what that means. That means the mind takes on that form, right? Holds that form and, and shapes that form. The longer you can hold the form, the the uh, your mind's taking that form. That's a lib- that's not a normal thought, right? When we're told in uh, um, in the devotional traditions, we're told again and again, oh, that God's name is not is God. Right, or God's form is God, Satananda Vigraha. You have this term, right? That uh, Amber Abbot George, our uh, disciple of Ananda Ma, and kind of Christian monk, interesting Christian priest who's a disciple of Ananda Ma, Christian slash Hindu slash Buddha slash, <laughs> you know, uh, he can circle all <laughs> which religion, you know. But Amber, he made, he made, he said, he made, uh, he has a small book, a booklet on, on, on glory of the holy name. And he says, the problem is that we think. A name or a form is a limitation. Normally, a name, you name a name and form by definition is a limitation, right? Uh, and therefore, people would think, oh, well, God's name or God's form is also, in a certain sense, limiting the absolute, and that's partially true. I mean, if you think about form, means to limit something, to describe the limits of something, uh, qualities of something, right? He says, but actually, God's name and God's form are God, right? Not. They, they, we say they're in their, their form. They say they're a name, but they're something. They're something more. They're actually not a name. They're actually not a form. It's if God's infinite, God's name and form is also not only God's names and forms infinite. That's another pluralistic perspective, right? But God's name and form, whatever name and form, is also infinite. So it's a thought about something that's infinite, right? So how do you think about something that's infinite? You can't. We cannot, with a finite mind, think of something infinite. It's impossible. Right, we can like if you think oh like the if, like Swami Vivekananda he says uh, infinite like the sky, Brahmanam Paramasukaram you know in the Guru Gita says the Lord is Gagana Sadrisham infinite like the sky, the sky is not infinite, right? It's just really big, right? It's a good symbol for the infinite, right? But it's not infinite. We haven't seen anything infinite. We think of being really big and imagine a little poetically slightly fuzzier beyond that that's our our sense of the infinite right so we can't and, and then there's another problem not only can a finite mind not hold the infinite right impossible the logical impossibility physical impossibility psychological impossibility right but there's another problem is that god the divine in the scriptures is described not as an object at all right it's it's not something we, we can perceive like i'm a, i'm a perceiver i'm the subject and i see you you're the object or i see this as an object Right, but God is consciousness, Satchitananda. Right, not the so he's God. It, she, it, we, they, them, <laughs> all the pronouns that defy the divine. Right, is not a thing. Right, it's 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 the it's the it's it's the uh, source of awareness. Right, it's it's a, it's the eternal subject, not the not never an object. So how can we think of an, something that's not an object? It's the thinker. The one thinking is God. Right, so it's tricky. We cannot, we, we can't. God is not. We can never comprehend with the finite mind, the infinite, and the subject can never know itself. It, 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 how do you make a, a, a object of the subject? That's a better. We've talked about this in our in our Bhagavatam classes. It's a fascinating trick.
so these jnan mantras give a hint dhyaya chitta sarojasam actually take the mind when it, we can when we're thinking this too we meditate oh, oh my mind meditate or I meditate in the mind, or I take my consciousness the shape of Kali or Krishna or Vishnu or Shiva, whatever the divine form. It's it's Swami Vivekananda says it's as as if, but not actually, making a, an object of the subject. Right? How do we think of the subject? We can't. But we can make an we can objectify it and think of have a way to think about it that allows us to think about something infinite. How can the finite thing of the infinite? It can't. But it can't as if. It can think of something that is the infinite, right? Although we're not thinking something infinite, but it is the infinite, right? That's the trick. It has both both sides. Uh, uh, uh. So this is a trick. So the, the although so all the, the the details of the meditation, it where the infinite is also appearing as if a finite form in a way that the mind can comprehend. But when we think it, when we're thinking of of these divine forms, of these divine names. Uh, uh, one saint says it's actually the great humility of God that He appears as a as a uh, allows Himself uh, appears to be as if an object of contemplation. Right. So, like like the Shiva we in our talk on the Shiva Lingam, the Shiva Lingam is a symbol is a perfect symbol of something that's that's without form, because it's a form allows you to think of something, but the shape is geometric geometrically appropriate to think of something like which is infinite and without without form for Shiva for instance right or uh, the different uh, iconographical details of the deities many arms the different, we'll go through some of these as we go through the holy to, to the Kali Dhyan Mantra eventually um, they're saying things about that which can't be spoken about right and so we're, we're still thinking about the we can think about the infinite with and actually as if or maybe actually hold the infinite in our consciousness Right, that's the we've many times we've mentioned this, but to me it's a very powerful. Um, it helped me a lot when I when when I read this, this uh, the story of uh, Neem Kurli Baba and the glass of water. Remember this story I've told it several times, where uh, somebody was saying, you know, uh, Neem Kurli Baba said, oh, you say Ram, 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 right? And he said, said, but Ram is a name, and a name is a, is a form of Ram, and is that and God is infinite, and aren't we given and aren't we limiting God by saying Ram? Right, you know, that's, you know, and and so he didn't. His nature is not to like have a, a philosophical debate. That's not his thing. He just, he probably just, you know, threw a fruit at him and changed the subject and asked about somebody's kid or something. That's his nature, and he kept a kept a little session going with his with the devotees. But in the process, and he says, oh, can you? He told the boy, please bring me some water. So the guy got up, and you know, some sadhu asked for water. He brought my glass of bring me some bring me some tea. It's better <laughs> water. I'll demonstrate a second. <laughs> And so he brought him a glass of water, and then Neem Kralibar goes, I didn't, what is this? He says, water. No, I didn't ask for a glass. I asked for water, not a glass. And the, the boy was like, stuck with the glass. You know, like, how do, didn't, and then that was the teaching, right? That, that the, the glass, bringing the glass of water didn't limit water. It revealed water. It brought water. Allowed, you know, otherwise, how do you bring water? There's no other, the, so the, you, don't, you can't blame the glass, you glorify the glass. The glass is without the glass, water could not be drunk, right? So the, uh, these these divine forms, the divine names, they bring the infinite to us, and and they partake of and there and the glass of water is both a glass and water. That's the amazing thing, right? It's both a form and not a and the infinite. It's both a name and the name and the one beyond name, right? Or Sri Ramakrishna example of a of a of a window or a door and on a wall, 
right? You have your stuck inside, and you have the infinite infinite expanse outside, and you have a, a window. So what's a window or a door? It's part of the wall, but it's also part of the outside. It share it's both wall and outside the wall. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> I don't know whether I lost I lost my language outside the word. And that's it. It shares both. It shares both. It's both simultaneously. Right. And if you don't know it, you say, oh, that if you if you're stuck in, in in a room and you didn't and you open your eyes and you're looking, you see, oh, like there is a, you know, this is that's a, that's part of the the topography of the wall, right? And if you see an open door, you think that was part of the wall. You didn't. You wouldn't know. You may not know that you can walk through it and be outside. That it shares both both uh, uh, both qualities of, of inside and outside, right? So Sri Ramakrishna said the avatar is like that. God's name is like that. God's forms are like that. So Dhyaya Chitta, so that's our commentary on Chitta. Dhyaya Chitta Saroja Stam Sukha Sishnum Kripamiyan. So this is meditating on Holy Mother Sri Sharada Devi. Uh, they meditate on the compassionate form. The Prasunambaradam Devin Dvibhujam Sirlochim. The two-armed form. We mentioned last time that here the goddesses are seen with many arms. Right? Uh, but here this goddess has been appeared in a two-armed form. It's specified. Because she is Sharada, she's she's considered a form of of, of Saraswati. We mentioned last week that she manifested in many forms. She showed herself as a as um Bhagalamukhi. We told that story of how she manifested as Bhagalamukhi, all these fierce forms. Also, I'm remembering just now another interesting story, where I think it was her cook. She had a a a Brahmin cook that helped that and was traveling with her. And one time in a group of people, you know, they stopped at part of the voyage. They got out to make some food and like that, and to eat a little picnic on the way to Calcutta or something. And she, he privately, I mean, not that privately, an open group like that, but she started talking to Holy Mother. And he says, they say you're Divine Mother herself. So they say all kinds of things, you know, one of those types. She changed this up. They say these type of things, right? No, no, no. If, you're, if it's true, you have to show yourself. I'm not. I mean, she was trying. She'd always tried to hide it, and she didn't think like this and talk like that. But he forced the issue, and he had a vision of of, of a Jagadamba, Jagadatri, Jagadatri, right? A forearm form of the goddess, right? Golden, right? And then it came. Then it was. Then the vision cleared, and then she said, "If you're Jagadatri, right? Who is Jaya and Vijaya? These are Ma's attendants." And she and she and she, then she specifically mentioned. She says, "Oh." That's um, Yogan Ma and Gopal Ma. No, Yogan Ma and who's the other? Golab Ma. Golab Ma. These are her Triyamakrishna's female disciples that were attendants of Holy Mother, right? But and he says, and then she said, "Don't tell anybody what you saw," right? And he didn't until after Holy Mother died. That's how we know the story, and, you know. Uh, and there's another story where there was a, a, a brahmachari attendant of Holy Mother. And she had very bad rheumatism and, and her feet, you know, gnarled. Swami Chaitananda interviewed this Swami, right? So he got this from directly his books. Not in any book. Now it's in Swami Chaitananda's books, but it was not in any other book before. This is from his diary. Tell me something new about Holy Mother. You were with her. I think he asked her. And he was an old man. He thought I was massaging her feet. And, you know, she never wore shoes her entire life, right? And she was an old woman and her feet were all gnarled, you know. Like you know, like 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 this, and he was oh my feet hurt please press them and she he had some medicated oil and he was trying to press her feet like that, and he was seeing these dark, um, gnarled, calloused feet, and he was thinking to his mind and they look at her feet, right this poor old woman you know, 
and they calling her the goddess. Some people think she's the goddess, right? And then as Swami Chaitanya like, boom, <laughs> something happened, right? And he looks up and and in in her place is a golden form of the goddess, was Jagadatriya or Jagadamba, uh, four or eight form arm form, I forget, right? And he was so overwhelmed that he almost like lost a little bit of consciousness, kind of passed out or something like that. When he came to, there's the old woman, Holy Mother, sitting there again, right? And says, my feet hurt. Please put oil on him. <laughs> so who who knows who she is, right? Whoever she is, in this particular human incarnation means two-arm form, right? Two-arm form means also a human being, right? Recently, Josh gave us a beautiful picture, so really beautiful, from a classical Bengali style of two-arm form of Kali. You know, Kali always sing with, ten, with, with um, four arms. Right, it's a beautiful. So I think it's on the desk. You can see it it's on the desk in the other room. We haven't put it away yet. Right, and I like it because this is we knew one tantric sadhak, Shankaracharya, and he had a beautiful image. He wanted a two-arm form of of Devi, and he went to India and he couldn't find a two-arm marble form. And so eventually he found a form like maybe it was a originally a, a goddess Ganga. And he had the sculptor remove two arms, remove, you know, make make it the way she wanted, right? And the reason, not that he worships Kali, he worships the Sri Chakra, he's a he's a traditional tantric, right? But he says, Yadevi Sarvabhut, Ma appears in many forms, but my favorite form is the form of humans, right? He it was he was like all you are, these are all forms of the Divine Mother, and I want to worship. He calls it he called her Parup, the the highest form, and Sri Ramakrishna said that uh, God has revealed that that God. Um, Divine Mother has revealed to me that the highest manifestation of God is in humans. Right? There's something new. Towards the end of Sri Ramakrishna's life, he had this kind of like next stage, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so the two-arm form is also this idea that he's like disembodied his human, the very human, uh, human nature. We meditate upon the compassionate two-arm form of the goddess, seated easily, seated naturally, this pose, sitting naturally, and, and the lotus of the heart, with peaceful countenance and steady eyes. Alulaita Kesharadaha Vakshastala Vivamshitam Shweta Vastravatangam Hemala Karabushitam Half of her ebony hairs hang down ornamenting her body which is covered with a white garment and adorned with golden jewelry. And this is of course this is the way she dressed in white and she her her style uh, was a white uh, uh, sari with a red small red border. That's what she always wore. Um, uh, and also jewelry. It's interesting because if you look, she, she would, she, she, uh, Sri Ramakrishna said she liked jewelry because she's a, she's, she has an aspect of Lakshmi, right? And when she, if you know her story, she was married in the old tradition. I think she was five years old when she was married. Takwar maybe in his early twenties. The ceremony was done. And then when she was 18, 17, 18, then she went then she then she went and joined Sri Ramakrishna, right? It's like a betrothal, I guess you would say. And it comes there's a historical reason for it, due to invasions and things like that. Uh, I won't go into it's politically hot topics. So I won't bring it up. Uh, um, different topic. But uh, when uh, and, whole, and Sri Ramakrishna's family was very poor, and it's tradition to give jewelry at the time. There's jewelry that's worn at the time of marriage, right? And so they borrowed the jewelry from a neighboring uh, landlord. The Laha family, I believe, right? And I've been to their house in, in German, Kamapukur. And so she wore, and then at night when she was sleeping, they took the jewelry, they had to return the jewelry because it wasn't their jewelry, 
right? And so Sri Ramakrishna himself took off her jewelry while the little girl was sleeping, right? And so she woke up, she was not happy, <laughs> cry, crying, like she doesn't understand what's going on, you know? And Sri Ramakrishna says, don't worry, when you grow up, I shall, uh, um, uh, Girish, uh, Girish, de, uh, Girish Babu will, will buy you jewelry, you know? And so sure enough, eventually Sri Ramakrishna bought her these bracelets and they're in oh they're, they're picture you see they're these bracelets are very interesting little detail because it says her jewel wearing jewelry the jewelry is also important these bracelets it's common for in bengali culture the women wear um, uh, a conch bracelet often and a red bracelet these are signs of that like the equivalent of wedding rings right the cotton the, the, but holy mother wore these golden bracelets but the design you've seen it kind of twisted they're very interesting so Sri Ramakrishna had a vision of Mother Sita, right? One of his open, open-eyed vision, right? He saw an open. He saw her uh, come, I think, in the Panchavati, and he saw her. And he said, "Who is this?" And she said she was so beautiful, but very sad. There's some, some which is a symbol of Sita. She had a lot of uh, grief, separated like that. He says, "Who is this?" She was actually thinking, "Who is this beautiful woman?" Right? And just then, a monkey jumps off a tree and bows to her. He says, "Oh, this must be an, this must be see, there's some vision. There's some visionary experience, right?" And then she goes and merges into him, right? And the vision breaks, right? And it says that says that that uh, Sri Ramakrishna's smile came from her. He, he he left her, she left him, her smile. But she saw that she was wearing bracelets that he's never seen before. So when he made Holy Mother's bracelets, right, it was based upon the vision of Goddess Sita, Sita Devi. That's interesting. So and now these are they're not that popular because they're an antiquated form of jewelry, right? But uh, uh, before that, they're they're they're, they're uh, people like to copy them, and there is um for a short period of time they were on special display at the Bellarmat uh, Museum. <laughs> Usha's I didn't see them, but Usha said just like tiny little you know, holy mother, very small, <laughs> right? A uh, little, real to see her actual bracelets. I think there's two sets. She had two sets of these bracelets. And then in this picture also, there's a mala, japa mala that she also wore, right? That mala was given to her at the time when she was worshipped at Sodashi, when Sri Ramakrishna worshipped holy mother and gave the, fr- on, on Falaharani Kali Puja, gave the fruits of all of her, all of his sadhana to the japa mala. And that mala, where where is it now? It's in two places. It was it was cut in half by her her herself before she died. Half of it, I believe, is it, it maybe at M's house, or at Bellama. It may have been moved to Bellama. I think it's at M's house. And the other half was given to Durgama, one of her disciples. The this is the the uh, successor of, of um, um, Gorima. These are and Durgama. She was initiated by Holy Moon. She was five years old, and she was given sannyas at eleven. Right, and then she took her aside and said, "Gave her these. This is the mala Thakur gave me for his own sadhana, right? And and um, but don't let. And he said, "How do you have to, you have to take care of this? And this will be for the ashram, for your ashram. And puja should be done every day. He he gave instructions how the mala had to be worshipped, right? And I tell the story. It's a beautiful remembering. We have a now he's expired. An elderly man." Uh, named Bengali, we know we knew him as Bengali Dada, Bengali grandfather, right? And Bengali Dada in Allahabad was her disciple, and at the time, and she she he was in Allahabad, he was working in Allahabad as he, when he was 20 years old or something, something like that. And in the Bengali air, and he saw, he heard like or, there was some big house, and there was some 
people gathered and he saw some people in, in some ladies in Gera in orange cloth. And he heard Bengalis and he's Bengalis so was looking and from the crowd she saw him at the gate. Right? Durga Ma was a big woman at that time, very heavy. She said, Come, come, you over there and he called called him. She didn't know what to do, he didn't know how to how to behave. He was and he says, are, are, you a, are you a devotee of Ramakrishna? He says, yes, my family is like, and you are a, a, a goddess worshiper, right? Your family is a goddess worshiper. Yes, we chant Chandi. He says, oh, your time has come. Come tomorrow for initiation. Yeah. Right? And she didn't know who he was, who she, I mean, they'd ever met, you know. He just pulled her out. And so he went. He didn't know to bring Dakshina. He didn't know anything. He just, you know, okay, you know. <laughs> he showed up. And, and actually, she borrowed some money from somebody else. Give it to him. Have him give it to me, you know. <laughs> Holy Mother used to do that, too. Here, here's, here's, here's 20 rupees. Give it to me at the end of the initiation. So, you know, she wasn't, it wasn't a business. <laughs> Her own money was being given. It's just a ritual, right? Uh, but he said that the time after the, the two mantras were given, and then she opened a little box, and that mala pulled out. That Sri Ramakrishna worshipped and gave, gave to, used for his sadhana, gave to Holy Mother, and she wore her entire adult life, this mala. And he said that it was like there, the, there was no more, um, it's mala, but no more bumps, completely smooth. I'm, I don't know how, how much japa you have to do or what to do, I don't know how that works, you know. Right, and they're shiny, you know. And he says that she put it on, she put it on his head and did, did, did japa. Right. And so every time, every year, I'd have him tell me the story about that, you know, because then that was 50 years earlier. And but you can see his eyes light up and glass up as he as he put his mind way back there again. But so a little bit, her jewelry also important. And as a detail to show that Ma is our Holy Mother is cool. She had a tattoo. You know, Holy Mother had a tattoo because she's cool. There's some cool people here, like Holy Mother. <laughs> <laughs> she had a very this is the village thing she had a, a, a where the bindi would be a small dot tattooed where her third eye would be mm-hmm. can't tell on some photographs you can think well, maybe that I can see it you can't really see it it was probably done when she was a young woman it's a you know there's tribal traditions and village traditions this would have been done in the village so she had a she had a small tattoo casting off anger Right, nyastam hastamcha. With her hand, she's thro- throwing it away. She throws away anger, and she's smiling rather than angry. Right, casting off anger, because usually you think Kali is angry, not angry, but you know she's a fierce goddess. You know that type of you think, uh, and Chinamasta and Dumavati and Bagalamuki and you know these are even Jagadamba. They're they're fierce. Here she's not not she's although she is that goddess. Right here, she, although she's she's she has infinite arms, she's two arms. Although she's the fierce god, transformative goddess, she's cast off anger. She's compassionate, casting off jnana bhakti pradayanim, casting off anger. She's the giver of jnana and bhakti, devotion, knowledge and devotion. Shubram jyotir mayim, shubram jyotir. She shines with divinity, luminous, shining with divinity, divine light, radiant, made of light. Jiva Papa Shantapa Harini, and she, um, uh, Harini, she she destroys or takes the sins. Jiva Papa Shantapa, the agony caused by the sins of all means, right? You know, like we suffer because of our own behavior. That she removes the, the suffering caused by our own bad karma, by our own sins. That she removes, savior of sins. Ram Krishna Gata Prana. She lives in Ramakrishna. Ramakrishna Gata Prana. 
she lives in Ramakrishna's one way, or her life soul is Ramakrishna. That's another way of saying that. Her, Tannama Shravayam Priyam. Tannama Shravayam Priyam. And she, she loves and delights in hearing his name. Sri Ramakrishna's name. Tadbhava Ranjitam Karam Jaganmatrim Swarupinim. She is bathed in his, or saturated with his bhav, his nature, his mood, uh, his sentiment of Ramakrishna, and Jaganmatri Swarupin, and she is the embodiment of Jagannatra, the mother of the world. And then last week we mentioned there's an extra mantra that's been added as of late, and I didn't know, I still didn't look it up, whether or not it's it's by also this 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 whole hymn is by written by Swami Bhaidananda, Sri Ramakrishna's direct disciple. Um, uh, so the the Rishi of the Dhyan Mantra is a, somebody. You know, we usually think of Rishis or of a mantra. Some sage saw the deity and then composed a mantra describing, right? So this sage literally saw. He lived with her. You know, the disciple of Holy, of Holy Mother and Sri Ramakrishna. And then this other verse, I'm not sure if it's just been added because I know it wasn't the original book, but I, I, I've seen it's been added in many of the books. Snehamaim Shivanshantam Bukti Mukti Pradayinim. Sarva jiva tranam kartim sharanam gyan gyan dainim. Full of tenderness, auspiciousness, and peace, the grantor of enjoyment and liberation, the protector of all beings, O Sharada, the giver of wisdom. Sharada means uh, Lakshmi, uh, Saraswati. So that's the Dhyan Mantra. Meditate, we hold the flower, and we talked about this the, in, in um, Kumar Mudra. Om Dhyacha Sarojastam Sukhasishnam Kripamayim Prasaram Bharadam You meditate on that mantra and then that flower is offered with the idea that the, the deity that's within the heart is also in the picture or the form or the statue in front of us and then we worship with the five, the five offering five items with the, with the um, Mula Mantra Om Aim Hrim Sarva Devi Devi Surupinyue Sri Sharada Devye Namaha Om Aim we mentioned Aim is a Saraswati Bij Mantra also for Guru uh, and we worship Sri Ramakrishna and Guru with this mantra, and uh, and then Hrim is specifically for the goddess called the Hrilaka Mantra or Maya Bija, so she's the uh, Guru and goddess you could say Sarva Devi Devi the embodiment of all gods and goddesses or whose nature is all gods and goddesses, it's the essence of all gods and goddesses like that. Sri Sharada Devi Namaha, five items, and then her dhyan, her Pranam Mantra, Yatha Agni, Yatha. Agnir Dhahika Shaktihi. You exist, Ramakrishna Stitahiya. Ramakrishna Stitahiya. You are established, you exist in Ramakrishna. How? Yata Agni. Like fire. Like, uh, uh, and it's burning. The power to burn is established in fire. So this is a classic Shakta. This is the classic Shakta example. Sri Ramakrishna used it. Like fire and its power to burn. So you can say there's fire and there's a burning power of fire. Right? There's two different things. But they're not obviously they're not two different things. We're just saying two, we're just saying two different things about the one thing. Right? Or Sri Ramakrishna gave an example as milk and its whiteness, or water and its wetness. Right? Or what's the other one? Uh, snake and its wiggling motion. <laughs> it's like a slithering, you know, like you can, you can, you can, you can describe them differently, but you're saying you're the same. So actually it's just like Shakti in, 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 we have this idea of Shakti power or manifested power and Shakti man, the controller of power, the wielder, the powerful. 
but the powerful and power are not different. We think, oh, one is, and the problem, there's a, there's, if you flesh this out, there's, there's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful idea, but it's also a dangerous idea. Because if you have power, shakti, the power, is also a feminine word, right? So, so, so the goddess and the feminine principle, shakti. And shaktiman is the controller wielder power. That's a masculine term. So you can see that gendered language, well, it may be appropriate to think of, of, of the, the, the powerful and power, but you push that into, into culture, right? And, and power structures and families like that, that's problematic. You have, you know, the... That you have the masculine controlling the feminine, right? So, in Shaktism, we have no problem using both these terms, power and the powerful, right? But which one's supreme? They're not different things. It's fire and it's fire to burn, right? It's the same thing. In it, it's me. It's it's lived out in political and social life with uh, beauty or or with horror, right? But the original principles, and you can't separate power and the powerful. Just like, uh, um, uh, what's what, uh, what's an example? Uh, we sometimes give. Oh, Guruji's thing. I'll try. I'm remembering Guruji's thing. Our Guruji said so. If if Jose Jose, when I was young, you know, if I give you, you're you're a poor student. Yes, Guruji, I'm a poor student. <laughs> if I give you one million dollars, right? He says. You'll be rich, because yes, yes, Guruji. He says, "Who made you rich?" Right? He says, "Well, you did, Guruji." I mean, I was playing along with, with his point. Right? You made Guruji. He says, "Me, or the million, or the, the million dollars?" Right? You know, it's like, well, no, the million dollars made me rich. No, no, but but who gave you the million dollars? You did. But did I give you? I mean, what what makes you the the giver of the 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 possessor, the giver? They're they're not separate, right? It's also one of the reasons how we worship Guru. The guru is the one who gives God, right? But but they're not separate. The giver of the gift and the gift itself, right? That's one way I like that. But then in Shaktism, we actually see exactly the, the 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 goddess, the divine, which is not two, is always one, right? She, if we use that language, is both the power. She's power, but she's also the powerful. The powerful. They're not separate things. We can think of her as separate, but they're not separate. Just that we can think she exists in Ramakrishna, like the fire, burning power and fire. Burning power and fire are not different. So in a way, it's saying that she exists in Ramakrishna. That she and Ramakrishna are not different, right? <clears throat> they can be thought of as different, but they're not different, right? One's one's the thing. You kept. Well, I keep repeating. One's fire. One's fire. Fire. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, and the same is principle we, when we say Gauri Shankara, right? Uh, Sita Rama, Radha Krishna, Lakshmi Narayan, right? They, it's in the same. They, 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 we think of them as separate or different or dual different aspect, but they're not two beings, right? They're two aspects of the same being. Or Sarm Trimakrishna said they're two sides of the same coin. You know, you can see this coin, that side, and say, oh, it's like that, you can see it like that. But it's, take a slightly larger picture, you realize it's one coin, right? Yata Agni, so she exists in Ramakrishna, just like the burning power exists within fire. Sarva Vidya Surupam Tam. She and her uh, um, the embodiment, her or the essence of sarva vidya, all knowledge, all wisdom, all science, all uh, 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 the old word, not modern science, but, uh, but you know, all methods of knowledge and tr traditional knowledge, wisdom. Sharadam pranamami, oh Sharada Devi, pranamami, we bow.
and then we all we often add a verse Om Jananim Sharadam Devim Ram Krishnam Jagatgurum Pada Padme Tayostritva Pranamami Muhur Muhur uh, Om Jananim Sharadam Devim uh, O Sharada the uh, the uh, mother of the world and Ramakrishna Jagat Ramakrishna the guru of the world having saluted you both we bow to you again and again so that's in a shorter form not that short well, 56 minute form uh, holy, holy mother, holy mother. And, uh, so then so that's the talk uh, 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 Sri Ramakrishna puja holy mother puja and then here we also do and very often they do uh, Swami Vivekananda and it can be done also just with a simple flower Itagana Pushpe Vivekananda like that um, uh, or sometimes all of Sri Ramakrishna's disciples are worshipped together as a group Right, with the, with the mantra Vivekanandari, Sri Ramakrishna, Parashadivatabhyan. We all the followers of Ramakrishna, the family followers, disciples, attendants of Ramakrishna, headed by or beginning with Swami Vivekananda. But we also worship, and actually, so we do a five item worship on Vivekananda. And every time I do, I light the incense and I ring the bell. <laughs> I'm very conscious. He gave a threat. Anybody who waves incense in front of my picture when I die, I'll, I'll, I'll come as a ghost behind them and break their neck. That's what he said. So I tell him, I said, Swamiji, I'm doing this out of tradition. So you sit there and don't leave me alone. <laughs> like, because he's like, cause he, what happens? What happens? It's like you, he's a living spirit. He has a message. He wants people to 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 uh, rise the downtrodden, educate uh, uh, uh uh, 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 feed the poor, educate the ignorant. You know, it's like he, 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 you know, serve. He was that type of thing. What we do, the person who says that, we, we, the money that he wanted, the money, the energy, the effort, the attention he wanted for that work, we now put his picture on the shrine and spend all the money for his elaborate worship. Right? We worship the we image, not the, not the instruction. Right? But the thing is, you have to also worship the image because it, it embodies the instruction. Right? If, we had for, if, if, if the worship and veneration of Swami Vivekananda was not kept up, the ideals of Swami Vivekananda wouldn't also spread. Right? So that's why he said, you sit there and you, you behave, just sit there. <laughs> you know, sitting there, you can inspire people to do all the things you wanted, but you have to sit there and, and accept our worship. You know? And it says, Swami Sarvadevananda told a story, he's told it twice here upon my request, but I've never heard this before. I've, I've never read it, but it's a beautiful, um, like where do we start the worship of uh, Swami Vivekananda on the shrine? Because even during Sri Ramakrishna, even after Holy Mother, during Holy Mother's life, and even after her death, Holy Mother was not worshipped. Her picture was kept. But generally was not worshipped on the shrine. It was only Sri Ramakrishna was worshipped at all the centers like that. Holy Mother herself, in two places, Kalpura and maybe one other place, I'm forgetting, she herself put her picture and Sri Ramakrishna side by side. Right? Two places, I think. I know Kalpura is one of them in the village near Jambati. So this is very significant. Hmm? I think Varanasi. Maybe Varan, maybe, maybe, yeah, I think maybe Varan. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. The story is about Varanasi also, so it's perfect. Uh, so that's very significant. So, so, so in Varanasi, there was both pictures of there. There's, but in, and then after her death, also, then slowly, slowly, people began to worship Sri Ramakrishna and Holy Mother side by side, right? But it was not common. And so in Vivekananda, people may have a picture of him, like in the office, something like that. He's inspiring, like that. But he was not uh, uh, worshipped in that way, right? And so when Swami Vivekananda left his body, right, Swami Shivananda Mahapurush Maharaj was in Banaras. 
and he very emotional. He when when he heard the news, Cain's on Bibi gonna give his body. He got up, and went to his room, and got a picture of Bibi Kananda, came back and cleared the space and put the picture next to Sri Ramakrishna's picture on the same level, mm. right? And there, that we created a scandal, right? Because this is it is like what you know he's not the same, and we don't the Guru's always kept above, and we consider him God, and you know that you know that it became this big, and and then people then became a a a, a, a scandal and a and a, and a and a controversy. Some people know he's Samarapurusha is a direct disciple of Sri Ramakrishna. He knows what he's doing. Other people know, but it's not our tradition. You know, like this is this is maybe it's blasphemy. You know, we especially on the worship shrine is very strict these type of principles, right? And so the head of the of the of the um, of the um, uh, of the center wrote a letter. Holy Mother is still living, right? Wrote a letter to Holy Mother, right? Uh, you fix you you we accept your 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 opinion on it. This is what happened. Mahapurush has put Swamiji's picture on the shrine. And we don't know what to do about it. Kind of like fix it, right? He, you know his position. He didn't want to remember kind of picture on the shrine, right? And Holy Mother wrote back through uh, uh, dictated a letter back. And when he read it, Swami Sarvadevan tells it. He says the first thing he says he says what um, uh, some what Mahaprabhu Maharaj has done is wrong. Ah, good. Now we know we have this that Swami Vivekananda's picture shouldn't be on the shrine, right? You know that was the the. the he says, if Sri Ramakrishna was living, he'd carry Swami Vivekananda's picture on his head. He'd keep it above it. How much devotion? It's like, oh, that was the thing, you know. So that was then. That was the Holy Mother's own standard. Not only would he Swami talk where love Swamiji so much, he'd put his picture above his, not below his. So from then on, it's allowed to put Swami Vivekananda. And slowly, the three were put like that. But I think very uh, so. So also when I worshiping and he threatening to break my neck as a ghost. This Holy Mother said, <laughs> you have to sit there. <laughs> he had, I think that's a better argument, is that Holy Mother said, because he won't disagree with Holy Mother. He may have done all kinds of threats in his life, but Holy Mother is in charge of this temple, so he has to behave and not break my neck. Damn, my buddy. <clears throat> so this month, this is a beautiful, um, um, okay, how much time? I'll sip another cup of tea and speak faster. With caffeine, I can get this done. I can finish in time. Govindam. <clears throat> Vishwacharyam Jagadvandyam Vivekananda Rupinam. Vishwacharyam. We worship the, we meditate, uh, 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 we meditate upon who, Vivekananda, who is Vishwacharyam, the teacher of the world. So, another way of saying he's a teacher of the age. Uh, and I think in our, we say Yugacharya, um, the teacher of the, the, the teacher of the, of the age. Right? And that is the, uh, um, the, the Swami Vivekananda, he was a strong personality, if you've ever read, <laughs> right? And and he uh, boldly said, like he, he one time he was mentioning, like oh, in 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 Sattva Yuga, who was the Acharya? I forget. Vyasa was the Acharya, Sattva Yuga, and Treta Yuga. It was Vishwamitra, and in Dwarpa Yuga, it was he was mentioning. I forget. I don't remember exactly. In Kali Yuga, I'm the Acharya. He wasn't trying to be egotistical. The point is that he's giving a way of thinking about all these things that's still modern, right? Not only the universal teachings of Sri Ramakrishna, but in the way that's going to survive the modern challenge: science, evolution, uh, logic, Western reason, philosophy. Most religion can't survive it. How do you present religion, old religious ideas, ancient traditions, in a way that can survive the modern world, right? And we sometimes joke: most things can't survive. I call it a like a, a smart-ass 12-year-old. You know, a, a, just a, a teenager can defeat most of religion. 
you know it's like it's like it's not not that hard right our most sophisticated arguments is like you know just just and i i i know such teenagers that's why it's a very like like they make their argument against god and i go in well i don't know what to say about that it's a pretty good argument you've convinced me <laughs> that's the problem there so samaji if you can survive the 12 year old a, a, a snarky 12 year old they can survive the modern age you know and then so, of course swami, the, swami chaitananda says that when swami vivekananda accepted the uh, the teaching of Ramakrishna, he said the entire western world was converted right because symbolically not actually obviously because he represent he represents he was western educated he had signed an oath of the brahma samaj not to bow to any images right he didn't believe it. some <coughs> Swami Chaitananda has a when writing he did what's what's the thing that Sri Ramakrishna preached a list of all the things that Swami Vivekananda preached in the West right the doctrine of Maya the doctrine of Brahman the doctrine of Avatar the doctrine of Guru the doctrine of Bhakti the God I mean point for point all these different things you know all these things that he that he taught right all these things he himself rejected when he met Sri Ramakrishna Right, you know, like, right. So Ramakrishna convinced him of all these things. He taught him all these things, and these are the things that he came. To, then he preached all these things. He didn't accept Avatar, right? He didn't accept oh that 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 uh, he didn't accept gods and goddesses. He didn't. He 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 was uh, he was he was fully uh, 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 um, modern in so many ways, right? And so, but these are the very things he preached. So it's like, but so he could present it in a way that that could be universally uh, um, useful. Vishwacharyam, the teacher of the world. Now we're not doing that. That line is not meant to be like he's the best teacher and you have to follow follow him or else. That's not it. But you know, he he, uh, he makes the ancient tradition. In I think I think this is the way I interpret it. He 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 allowed the ancient tradition to be um, uh, applicable and acceptable in the modern world and engageable. And actually, we can see the seeds of. Like I, I recently we've been working with a, a interface school in New York, new seminary, and seeing like as I learn the modern the modern themes in 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 interface in the interface movement, right? The seeds of everything that they're developing and they're developing in their own way without references to Vivekananda, right? What can I do, Samaji? <laughs> our our class is filling up. Parking, we're out of parking. Um, uh, the, anyways, so I'm, uh, we'll, he has a, a, he's taught every single point he's already given that they're developing, right? It's very quite amazing. I mean, I'm finding so many things that almost in every in every field, spiritual field, some of you can already set set the seeds for those things. So I think he's important. Vishwacharan Jagad Vandyam Vivekananda Rupinam. The universal teacher, ador, oh, Jagad Vandyam, adored by the world, uh, uh, appreciated by everyone. Vivekananda Rupinam, the form of Vivekananda. Vireshwarat Samutpanam. Born of Vireshwara. Right, so this is Vireshwara, is a lord, of, is a name for Shiva as the lord of Virya. He's heroic. Right, he's uh, the, the the heroic lord. Uh, the viral, we get the word viral or virile from that, right? Virile from that. And Sri Ramakrishna, Vivekananda's mother was couldn't give, wanted another child and couldn't conceive, and so she had a family member go to Banaras and worship there's a deity, a Shivalingam, Bideshwara Shiva, that people worship in order to have children. 
So she didn't go. I think if I believe if it's proper, if I remember it properly, she sent a family member who's in Benar. You wrote, you please do some puja for me. And so she was soon conceived right after. And so she believed that she that Swami Vivekananda was born as a as a as a as a uh, boon of Lord Videshwara. And the Ramakrishna tradition, we consider him like incarnation of Videshwara, a partial a manifestation of Videshwara, right? And like. Um, uh, Nagma uh, Nagma said, oh, "For us, he's he's our Shiva, Wh- whoever he may be. For us, he's Shiva. You know, he's a, an aspect of Shiva. Vireshura samatpanam saptarishi mandalagatam. He was descended from the circle of the saptarishis. The Saptar- So this is an interesting story. And I could have read it if, if I would have planned a little bit. Um, Sri Ramakrishna had a vision before he met Swami Vivekananda." He said, I, I saw in my vision a small boy. And we know vision is he is the small boy, right? No, my mind my my mind not that I get this right. My mind got went higher and higher and higher to the highest realms, past the realm of the gods, past the realm of the Rishis and the Deva world, right? Past the Vaikunta, Satyaloka, past everything, right? To the realm of the of the absolute, formless, and past that. So we can think of that as beyond the realm of the of the formless absolute. There I saw beyond, not in that realm. I saw seven sages in meditation, right? We know these in, in, in the Indian tradition that we're the Saptarishis, right? The seven ancient sages, right? And I saw a little boy, which we know is him in the story, right? Go to one of the sages, right? And lovingly, you know, sit in his lap and luggily like tug on his beard, you know, like try to get his attention. And the, the sage opened his eyes, was full compassion at the boy. And the boy, through symbols, said, I'm going down, you follow me. Right? So this is, what, this is the idea that, that he says. And then, then Sri Ramakrishna said, when I saw Naren for the first time, I recognized him as one of those sages. Right? So this is like the, our belief, the, the, the origin story of, Sriyam, of Swami Vivekananda, that he's one of the original seven sages, that Sri Ramakrishna, I'm being born, you come down to help me. This is the kind of theme behind the story. That's what this mantra says. Saptarishi Mangalagatam, descended from the Jnana Bhakti Pradataram, who can confer knowledge and devotion. You are the one who can give Jnana and Bhakti. Padma Aksha Gaura Vigraham, whose lotus like I had, Swami had very large eyes. His eyes are so big that when he slept, they didn't close. He couldn't, you know, he slept with his eyes half open. They're bigger than his eyelids. He had huge eyes and bold, very also very bulging eyes, very powerful eyes. So that's called uh, uh, lotus like eyes. Go to Vigraham and golden complexion or light complexion. Dhyayat Devam Jyoti Punyam. We meditate, Dhyayat Devam Jyoti, that radiant ball of light that Swamiji is, right? Meditate upon that divine cluster of light. Right, Loka Kalyana Karinim. Why? What? Who is that light that descended from the seven rishis, right, with golden form and 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 bold and and lotus-like eyes? Why did he was? Why was he born? Loka Kalyana, in order to do good to the world. Born to do good to the world, we meditate upon him. So we meditate upon Swami Vivekananda. We offer five item worship with the mantra Om Aim Sima Vivekananda Namaha. Right? And then his pranam mantra, Paratatve Saralino Ram Krishna Samagnaya. 
we bow to Vireshwara, again, seeing him as Vireshwara Shiva, who is always absorbed in the Supreme Truth. Rama Krishna And who, who by the command Ramakrishna Samagnya, by the command of Ramakrishna, is engaged, Yo Dharma Stapa Yorato, who is engaged in establishing Dharma, a larger print. And you can see he. Which Dharma he do? We, the, who is the, the great swan? Who wrote the great swan? Um, Lexixen. Lexixen, Lexixen, right? He he gave a talk at the yoga center years ago, before he passed away. Uh, obviously, before he passed away, <clears throat> and he said that that uh, um, that he said we have now for for hundred years we have the seated pose of Sri Ramakrishna, right? And and, and so Vivekananda gave the broad principles of Vedanta. The truths of all religions, the universal principles of Hinduism, of the Vedas and the Upanishads, like that, right? He said this is the broad the stage, right? The, the establishing the universal Dharma on top of that stage. Now he says the neck. We don't have a picture here. The dancing form is Sri Ramakrishna, right? Now the devotional principles will come. The the mother worshiper, the 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 kirtan, the the, the higher form, the devotion will will come on that stage, you know. So he established the universal Dharma. On top of that, what's now we can talk specifics, right? And on all the varieties of dharma that can be on that. That's one way of interpreting. Vireshwara, tam namami ham. To that Vireshwara, we bow. We bow to Vireshwara, who is always absorbed in the supreme truth, who by the command of Sri Ramakrishna is, engage, is engaged in establishing dharma. I think we. So that's the uh, Sri Ramakrishna, Holy Mother, and Swami Vivekananda. And then we can also add to that. When we worship Sri Ramakrishna, there's also worship of their attendants, their limbs, their disciples. Their, uh, so there's in the more elaborate pujas you can keep going. There's so many mantras you can go, so many deities you can worship. And with Swamiji also we mentioned the Vivekanandari Sri Ramakrishna Parashitabhattabhya. We worship all the, the um, all the disciples of Sri Ramakrishna. In the larger pujas we actually worship each one separately. At least. And uh, 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 there's a list. Of course, we have the traditional list of 16 sannyasi disciples. Sri Ramakrishna had more than 16 monastic disciples. Uh, so we always include two or three extras that aren't on the traditional list. Uh, you had, for instance, he had um, uh, Tulsi Maharaj from Nirmalananda, who was his direct disciple who preached in the south. Uh, we have Gauri Ma. Actually, Gauri Ma, not only the woman disciple, she was actually. We could argue not only is she a monastic disciple of Sri Ramakrishna, I would argue she's the only monastic disciple because she's the only one that he gave full traditional vows of sannyas. The others he gave symbolically at the time of his deathbed, he distributed some cloth, and later they, not even the same group. I mean, some of those became monks, some of them didn't become monks. It was symbolic he started the order, but then slowly amongst his close disciples, they created a monastic order. Right, but who did he fully initiate? Give the orange cloth, give the name, the whole thing? He gave it to one, as far as we know. The traditional sannyasi gave only Gorima, as far as I know, right? He gave tantric. Then there's also he gave tantric sannyas, which is with hidden sannyas is for householders, right? Uh, he gave it to uh, I think to Girish and to um, M, right? So so that they count, <laughs> right? And then uh, and 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 when Sri Ramakrishna's world, we we give precedent to the sannyasis, these are what who've dedicated 10% of their life, and to to preaching and teaching Sri Ramakrishna's message. And so they're heroic examples, like the saints in Catholic tradition. These are the, the heroes that are held. But the, the, the list of saints aren't the only saints. They're the ones that we, that we hold up as examples, right? But actually, Sri Ramakrishna's disciples are not just 16 or 17 or 18 or 19, 
right? Through uh, so many, each one of them, you, their lives are spectacular and great examples, you know. And so uh, uh, M and Girish Ghosh and 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 Nagmah uh, and and, and Kalipada Ghosh and you can go through all these people. Each one such a fascinating story. Swami Chaitanya in his book God lived with they lived with God on the I think he mentions 26 or 27 of Thakur's, uh disciples that aren't in the normal list. Right, uh, each one spectacular, you know. So each one can be remembered and worshipped and prayed to and uh, held up as an example. The beautiful thing about the so-called householder disciples, Sri Ramakrishna, is that they had all the problems that we have, right? You know, the, the family problems, health problems, uh, uh, economic problems, uh, and still how they lived completely God-centered lives. Right? It's really spectacular, you know. You, for the monks to live God, if the monks don't live God-centered lives, you can attack them. That that's a, a crime. Right, but for others to live God's that, that, that took very. Sri Ramakrishna said that oh, of course sannyasis are If sannyasi oversleeps, you can criticize them, right? You know they're held to, to a high, they're 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 held to a high standard, right? You can it's like so, so, Lord Chaitanya said like a white cloth with a stain, a tiny little stain of of, of turmeric on a white cloth. People see, oh, stain. They don't see all the white cloth, right? You know so that's that's how they're held. So you expect like that, but for the other people. Uh, 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 how to live a God's life while all duties and all problems in the world, you know, they're to me they're they're, they're thrilling the lives of, the, of of each disciple and each disciple is a completely different spiritual practice. It's a completely different spiritual mood. There's not one thing, and it's good to remember Sri Ramakrishna didn't say one thing for everybody, right? And and even in the in the in the, in the gospel of Sri Ram, in the Ramakrishna Katamrita, you read things and think, well, I don't that I don't I don't like that. Well, your name's not in the gospel. You know, it's like you know, he's you're you're we're, we're seeing personal conversations between Sri Ramakrishna and, and disciples, right? He was speaking to them. Sometimes we read that and I'm like, and we realize, oh, that's that's meaningful to me. That's something that's my problem that I'm working through. And, and he's it's a living book. He can't speak to you through the book, you know. But uh, um, he his his teachings were one on one always. He didn't give a lecture in a normal. I'm giving a lecture. General principles. Right? That's not the way he. That's not the way Sri Ramakrishna taught. Each person he trained differently, with a different mission, with a different understood, different bhava, different sadhana. You know, Gopalamal, the devotee of Krishna. You know, they, each person had a different, and he and and he never bothered anybody's bhava. Whatever their tradition was, he left it. He simply he removed fanaticism and he intensified their devotion. This is the two things. Whatever the thing was, oh, your your view is right, but don't become fanatic about it. He never said you have the wrong view, right? He never, he almost never said that to anybody, right? Even people come, they came drunk and alcoholics. He never told them stop drinking. So think of God more. Slowly, slowly, or think, and slowly, slowly, they gave up their drinking, right? It's like he didn't like we we like stop drinking, start start worshiping Ma. You know, we we give our our list of what what the, what's people supposed to do. Whatever they did, whatever their nature would, he he encouraged and 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 uh, and uh, let them. You know the great example of move forward or go farther, right? Move further on their spiritual path, and 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 he always condemned small-mindedness and limited thinking about the divine. Did I talk Rama Swamiji? And I think because of the crowd and Swami Ambikananda is getting nervous outside, we're out of parking. Yes, Swami. Um, Don't hit yet, quite yet. Just hmm? on that same thing. Mm-hmm. How, how did he deal with the Arya Samaj? The Brahma Samaj. Actually, even the Brahma Samaj. He he whatever their mood was, he encourages. He said the Brahm. Was not <coughs> hmm? no, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. He. That's. He said. Oh, these are the Brahmaganis in the modern world. Yeah. Right. They have their view. Yeah. Right. He poked at them a little bit, and he also. And he said, but but also there's many. That we were talking about this earlier. A very uh, revolutionary thing, where where we. We're, some, we won't, it's too big of a topic to bring up right now, but in general, where he says that whether you accept, you can accept this view or not, right? You know that that the thing is that the main thing you have longing for God. That he encouraged them. You know, maybe it's not their view was not Sri Ramakrishna's view. He would swoon in front of statues of of, of Kali and Krishna. He dance, you know, singing the avatars' names and like that. The modern Brahma Samaj didn't believe any of this stuff, right? But he'd still go there and he'd sing for them and talk to them. Because they also thought of God, and they also loved God, so that was his that was his criteria: do you love and, and want God? Uh, so that's a very significant thing. He didn't make people. He didn't always just preach. He didn't preach his philosophy. He preached their philosophy in the broader and vitalized world where it's real. And God's real and can be found. If you love Him, if you love her. She can be found. Okay. Low battery. I'll let you. You want to push? You know that. Yeah, save and uh, HD and all that good stuff. Well, not my day.